0: And welcome back to Connections, a podcast brought to you by District 141 of the Machinist Union. I am one of your co-hosts, Brother Lou Gilmore, out of 1725 of Charlotte, North Carolina, working for American Airlines. I can't tell you how excited I am today. I'm sitting here at the William Whippensinger Center for Education and Technology, also known as W3, a beautiful center that we have here at the uh, IAM that is the only the only union-owned and operated education center in North America. And it's my privilege because I'm here with two young brothers in the union, relatively new, uh, and it is their first time here at the center. And I remember my first time being a student here. So uh, with that, I'm going to give give them the floor and let them introduce themselves.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it was real fun. When you asked me, I was a little nervous at first. I've never done anything like this, but... Uh... No, I'm glad I came by. And um, like yeah. I said, like you said, it's my first time. Real fun. You know, I'm meeting a lot of different people. Um, you know, they all have stories and it's it's very diverse. Everyone's here for something different. I'm here right now for Basic Web. Right, right. I, uh, same I'm same of,
0: class. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm out of uh, uh, local 1487. District one forty one, I'm in Chicago.
0: Absolutely. So right down the street, you know, yep. Elk Grove Village. So yeah. so give us your name, brother. What's Carlos. Name? Carlos Vasquez. Carlos Vasquez. And yep. then and who exactly do you work for?
1: Uh United Airlines. Okay. So I started you- in reservations and then I do the global services now. Okay. I get to work from home. As a recent, so that's <laughs> really
0: nice. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, who else we got in the room with us?
2: What's up, man? Yeah, thanks for the invite, man. It's a cool thing to start up a podcast for the union. I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, my name is Joe Dukey. Um, I'm with uh, American Airlines. Local, right Dodge. on
0: another American guy. Ayo, in the building. you
2: know it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, local 1833 out of Minneapolis. 141, right on. obviously. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. And, uh, you know, first time as well being at the W3 Center. And so far, it's been a great experience.
0: That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the, all three of us are in the basic web, uh, developer class. We all three have stepped into a role of web development and communication. Uh, on behalf of our respective locals and and myself I do a little bit of moonlighting at the district level doing the same thing but uh it's it's always awesome for me as someone who has been a a student here at the W3 center for over 12 years I have 15 years on the job I'm a legacy US Airways employee uh pre pre uh, American Airlines merger but I've been coming to the center for over 12 years now and I remember my first day <laughs> Right. Walking, pulling up to the campus, and you know, you see the pictures and stuff like that, and you pull up, you'd be like, oh man, this is this Real is deal. this is cool. Right. Yeah. And then the thing is that, and I don't know if anybody talked to you all about it, but for me, no one like everybody talked about like the physical structure, how cool the the the, the center is, and no one ever told me about all of the cool art and artifacts and the history. Yeah. Of the Union I mean as a matter of fact in the little classroom for, for anyone who's ever been here, everyone knows about this little conference room that's got the gold boots hanging on the wall that's where we're <laughs> currently recording this episode but um, that that hallway that you walk down is full of what one would describe as trophy cases and, okay. and I say they are trophies because they are full of products that IAM members all over the world, have made and manufactured. Yeah. And I don't know about y'all, but when I first got on, I only saw us from the division we work in, which is air transport. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It totally. wasn't until I came here and you see, you know I mean, there's a Winchester rifle on the wall. You know yeah. Mm-hmm. Laffy uh, Taffy. Yeah. Th- that's what I'm saying. The food <laughs> yep. products. Yep. You know what I
1: mean? There's a samurai in the manor. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All so, kinds of stuff. You know, so it's just really cool, man, to see how many products that union hands touch and more specifically hands of the IAM. You know what I mean? So, um, so tell me, Carlos, so United guy, uh, you've worked several positions. Um, what, what made you get involved with the union? Uh, actually it was
1: one of the, uh, one of the, um, one of my friends, as uh, she was, a, she's a union steward, and she helps. You know, uh, she was helping out with D- uh, Dina, Dina Pina. She was helping out with a bunch of stuff. She had told me, you know, you should really think about getting more involved with the union. It's actually, you know, really good. If you're going to see this as your career, you might as well get in it now. Right. I've been. Uh, I've have. Just uh, just over three and a half years now with United. You okay. know, so right. as soon as I finished probation, I went to Global Services. I got you know, I went to the Union Steward class and I've okay. um, been trying to get involved there. you know, I had a couple of meetings with some reps and every time after each one you get a little bit better and a little bit better, and then with the help of like the You know, my coworkers that had more seniority. They had some faith in me. I'm a little bit of a younger guy. So they're like, you right. know, we need something like no, this. We need, we need more bodies in here. We need right. more people to learn about this. And once I figured out just a little bit more, it's like, it's so worth it, you know? And like, you don't know until you're actually in it and you actually, you know, start to to believe in it start realizing, hey, you know what? We have a voice here, you know, like we can actually make this a lot bigger than it is. And it's just, you know, the more we get the word out, I think it'll really benefit our airline, you know, our, our our members, right? And it's it's just been it's been really fun, right? Yeah, man. So like, listen, it's you, a beautiful place here too. Oh, the food absolutely, is good man. The ice nah. good. <laughs>
0: it, it. Listen, I, I tell people all the time, this place uh, affords us the 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 thing that I think all of us have ever experienced growing up in. Wanting to be able to eat ice cream every day, yeah. um, you know, as a, <laughs> as a child, man. So, uh, the fact that there is a freezer full of ice cream and name brand ice cream, right. now, like <laughs> not, that, not, not, not no off <laughs> like This is the good stuff, man. The good stuff. So that's what's up, man. I, you know, uh, you, you, you speak to a very important piece. Um, how do we grow this organization or keep this organization growing? Right. And uh, our international president, Brother Robert Martinez, Bob Martinez, he always says that at the core, every union member is an organizer. Right. And one of the things that we have to realize is that just as much as we have to externally organize. So that's, you know, trying to get a non-unionized uh, property underneath the union, i.e. the uh, JetBlue campaign mm-hmm. and the Delta campaign. But we have to do internal organizing as well. Right. Yeah. And that's how we keep our current members engaged. Right. And continuing to buy into being in the union and a part of the union, because the misconception is, is that the elected officials are the union when we're all the union. That's right. Every last one of us that is a, a dues paying member are part of this great organization. So I think it is absolutely wonderful that the, uh, the young lady who tapped you on your shoulder and encouraged you mm-hmm. to to not make the mistake that she made by waiting yeah. too long. She encouraged you to get involved from day one. That's right. And. And that speaks to the fact because IAM does have a uh, a young workers or young machinist program that they implemented. Uh, I was actually a part of the second iteration. That was actually my very first class here at Whippensinger was the young workers program. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see that program grow and flourish, and how we have a lot of local lodges that have a young workers committee that's active. Because at the end of the day, our thirty and forty year uh, co-workers, union brothers and sisters, they're retiring. They, yeah. are, they are, you know, they are hanging their boots up and enjoying and riding off into the sunset. So it is up to us, those of us who are of that younger demographic, who who don't have the time to retire from the job yet. We have to take over the reins and, and keep this organization going. So uh, kudos and, and shout out to you for um having enough faith in yourself to answer that call, brother.
1: Yeah, and they're all the wealth of knowledge, you know, so we just got to keep it going. And and it's fun. It's fun. The more Absolutely. you get into it, it gets, it's really fun.
0: Absolutely. So talk to me, Joe, another uh, American Airlines guy in uh, the yeah. building. So uh, how about you? How did you get involved with all this?
2: Uh, well, I... Uh I got my ass in trouble with part of my friend. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I, uh, you know, so I started up with uh, about seven years ago with American. um, And before that I was always kind of mostly manual labor, you know, cutting grass, landscaping, Mm -hmm. lawn care stuff. And uh, my buddy, uh, you know, told me to apply, got the job and uh, I hadn't worked in a structured job quite like that where you have to be on time or you're in trouble. right? Right. Let alone, you know, then I find out I have sick days, right? And I'm like, "All right, cool. I can call out sick whenever I want. I'm like that's awesome." Um, so, of course, come a year into the job, I'm in that manager's <laughs> office, right? Got to see the principal getting served because I, you know, I didn't know much about this stuff, and uh, I was a little bit younger than I am now. And so, in walks our uh, our uh, one of our stewards and committee members, uh, Keith Juba.
0: Keith Juba, shout out to you, Juba. So, real quick, y'all, Keith Juba. My 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 brother. I met him in Charlotte when he was just an agent like me, working the ramp U.S. Airways, and he ended up transferring out to Minneapolis. Now he is the current vice president and the current committee chair out there. Shout out to you, Jube. I love you, brother. <laughs> so
2: my yeah, man. yeah. So he comes in and he uh, he sits down, you know, looking looking like a lawyer, and uh, you know, represents me while I'm getting served this level right. one for attendance. And right. and again, I didn't know much about the union, so of course, you know, we get done with that, and I start asking him because. I always looked at him as a coworker, right? right. Not not someone that's going to represent me in right. any kind of way like that. So he explained more kind of in depth about what the union was about and kind of mm-hmm. what his job was. And then at that same time, it happened to have been uh, elections for uh, uh, shop stewards. Gotcha. And uh, the list was up on the wall. Um, There's only like two signatures up there. And I said, well, what the heck? I'm going to learn a little bit more about this. My man. He represented Mm -hmm. me. Maybe I can do some good for someone else. So I signed up and, uh, and ever since then, I've just been learning more and more how it works.
0: That's what's up, man. Well, well, kudos to you, brother. Kudos. You know, as a matter of fact, I, you know, you, here's the thing. You have a very similar story to a lot of people um, that have found themselves having to go talk to the principal. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And, I find it's either one or two versions either your version where a a, a union rep stepped in to yep. to help you out and you were like oh snap I I want to be a part of that yep. or you represented yourself and didn't even realize it yeah, right exactly and all it takes is for you to or for you to be recognized right cuz your coworkers they they see that like, yo oh, that that dude he he went in there they I knew they was gonna write him up <laughs> and you come out clean right? yeah right so or the third option is what I like to call where people get voluntold right All right yeah. where we're just like because <laughs> so, I got voluntold yeah I I made the mistake years ago um. And I, I talked to a brother by the name of Charlie Hines, who is now a uh, Grand Lodge auditor. He's from my local. We both worked in our catering facility. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, Charlie, I think I would get a little bit more involved in the union one day. Next thing I know, Charlie writes my name.
2: <laughs> signs you up for everything. signs. You yeah.
0: know, he signs me up to be a steward. And at that time, there were two steward positions. It was me and him. <laughs> Nobody else signed up. So guess who became a steward by default? No election necessary. Me, and I ended up running the entire um, catering uh, operation because Charlie, who Volen told me to do this, ended up getting drafted to go help out with uh, the JetBlue organizing campaign oh, and okay. for Lauderdale at the time. So. I got I, I drank from a fire hose <laughs> for quite some time. However, uh nothing nothing beats learning uh being thrown right into the fire. Oh, right.
2: That's the way to learn. That's the me. way to learn. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: um that that's how you you, you get your reps in this industry. Yeah. So that's what's up, man. C- congrats to you on that, man. And, and thank you for seeing the light in, in Brother Juba and recognizing it in yourself and saying, you know what, let me let me join in and be a part of this uh this dynamic uh force that we have here. So we can make a
1: difference, you know. We could get people involved in Absolutely. Know, with numbers comes strength. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, and, it's been great. And
0: I, I always say that true leadership leads by motivation, not intimidation, yeah. right? And trust and trust me when I tell you, I believe we're all probably about the same age. Physically. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I and I. But I've been around a little bit longer as far as on the job and what I've learned in the job and in this organization is that people are always watching. Right. Mm-hmm. People watch how we move and mm-hmm. and you can either gain respect or lose respect based Hell on yeah. that. Right. Real quick, really quick. You know. Uh One of the things that I always say when we take on these roles of, of leadership within the union um and to be a union rep is if you aren't dedicated to the membership, you will be exposed mm-hmm. and once they learn uh they will they will <laughs> they'll let you know like yeah. they when listen we all get graded at some point through through the process of election and um they let us know whether or not we have a passing or a feeling grade based on how well we've done by them yeah. so um I appreciate you guys for really um stepping into the roles that you have in order in in order to to make some change in this union. Um how long do you say you were you've been a part of the union? So I've I've been I've been a, a part of this union so I've been working 15 years out of 15 I've been somewhere involved in the union for 12. Okay. That's so, amazing. Um I got tapped on the shoulder by my sister who's also uh my local lodge president uh first 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 uh lady president we've ever had Uh, her name is helena thornton um she after i became a steward she tapped me on the shoulder because a seat opened up on our executive board after the continental united merger Mm -hmm. our uh at the time the current recording secretary had to move back to her home station Mm. which was like houston or something like that and so she had to resign the position of recording secretary so that position came open Elena was the current conductor sentinel. She slid over to fill the recording secretary spot for the remainder of the term. So now they needed a conductor. So she hit me up. She she called me, little bro. She said, Look, bro, I need you. And I have a thing. She, next to my wife, she is probably the only other woman that I just can't say no to. <laughs> and, um, and so over the years, man, anything she's ever asked me, it's cool. I got it. No problem. Yeah. Um, even now this role of stepping into a local lodge communicator and kind of being the IT specialist for the local, she called me up. She, she had a need. Um, uh, I was like, I got you, I'll do it. So, um, yeah, cause I, at one point, uh, some of my backstory. So after being the conductor, I also, uh, I ended up running for trustee, became a trustee Ran for VP, became VP, Mm -hmm. and ultimately I became president. I was the president for a little bit, um, due to some transition in power that happened in the term, but um, but I've also been um, on our Grievance Committee as well. And so after the election of the Grievance Committee, and I didn't didn't do too well, I lost by like eight votes, which is cool, shit happens. Um, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take a step back. I'm gonna chill out and just kinda get back to me. And (laughs) joke's on me. I, I took a step back. I enjoyed not being really involved in anything for approximately about maybe three months and the phone rang and I couldn't say no. So uh so that's how I got where I'm at and what and what I'm doing now and then how I got tapped by um some gentlemen at, at the district level, uh President Mike Clem, uh, mm-hmm. through my AGCs, Mark Basket and AGC that we share, uh Joe, uh Mike uh Fairbanks. Yep. Um tap me to help the district with this project and so that's how, what I'm here doing now. Mm-hmm. So, um I'm going to shift gears real quick um because uh Carlos you being being with United you guys are currently underneath a contract negotiation.
1: Yeah, very stagnant,
0: you know. Um those negotiations haven't been going too well. Uh Scott Kirby has basically Uh, he and his side of the negotiating table have sent over uh, what we feel have been very less than appropriate uh, offers Mm on, on contract. Um, So I I know you're new in the industry and and whatnot, but um, being that you've been involved as a steward and at your station working in Chicago, I know you work from home, but even within that, I know that, A lot of your members have to kind of funnel through you to try to get information. Mm -hmm. So what has that experience been like as far as trying to communicate to the membership? Because I know our members get antsy and kind of like because sometimes they'd be like, well, whatever, man, we just need to vote on something. But um, how how has it been for you? Um, just trying to convey to the members that, like, hey, man, we, we got to hold the line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of times in our meetings, um, they're talking about pickets. Right. You know, those Inf- pickets,
0: informational pickets. Right. Yes. Which yeah. is not a strike. I mean, right. um, for those who, who, who are unaware uh, an, an informational picket, it, exa- it is exactly what it is. It is when we are doing a demonstration of sorts to inform uh, basically the general public that our respective employer is not bargaining or negotiating in good faith and that uh, they should be aware that everything isn't as uh, cool and hunky dory as our companies will present. Mm-hmm. Because, to our companies spend a lot of money in marketing and make make it seem like everything is all well and good to the public. But we, the frontline workers know that everything ain't always all, all, all well and good. So. Yeah.
1: yeah it's still all kind of new, but you know, it's coming fast, you know, sink or swim mentality. But, right. but yeah, when my, when my coworkers and the contact me, they're hitting me up, Hey, what's going on with, you know, some mm-hmm. everyone's, you know, negotiation, negotiation, what's going on. And it's, you know, it's almost, it's, Kind of cruddy. I mean, like it's almost in the same place. Like we're running in place, and I just try to tell them, you know, like I'm in the same boat as you, you know. But come out to these meetings, guys. Like we need more people. We we hired a bunch of like you know younger crowd, and it's like we need you guys. Like let's show out and let's you know have a voice. Yeah. But um, yeah, they've been asking. We're just we're just waiting.
0: Right. Yeah. It's wild. Let me tell you, brother. So in in my tenure, I've been through. I came in on the tail end of a negotiation. When, when I got hired, a contract had just been ratified. And then I, I went through two gruesome negotiations back to back. The first one was when we were securing our single carrier status contract. It was pre-merger. So we were still U.S. Airways. Now I am was negotiating for, for U.S. Airways um, pre-merger. It took us from 2000 and 2010 to like 2014 to secure that contract. Immediately after that contract was ratified, yeah. we begin yeah. joint collective bargaining negotiations because now we had just formed the association. So it's after the merger, the association comes in and that's where the TWU and the IAM come together to represent fleet service and mechanic and related. Those negotiations ran from 2015 until 2020, right? And this is my personal opinion, and y'all probably heard me talk about this in the class uh, the other day with the attorney mm-hmm. that was giving us the the, the presentation mm-hmm. about how I feel that due to us as airline employees being underneath the transportation sector, which falls underneath RLA, which is the the uh, the Railway Labor Act, yep. that that is the the car the the stuff from Congress that our type of unionism gov- is governed under. Our employers take advantage of the fact that transportation contracts don't expire. They become amended. And they use that. My opinion, they use that as a tactic to slow walk negotiations, because if we were like our brothers and sisters, because we have people, we have brothers and sisters in this organization that don't fall underneath transportation. They fall underneath uh, National Labor Relations Act. Um, for them, they have to have a contract ratified by midnight on the date of expiration or else the job can't work. Yeah. Right. And so for them, their negotiations don't always go as long as ours. Right. Um, Like I said, my personal opinion about that. But either way, uh, you know, to any of our members out there that are new to this, understand negotiations are always a long, hard road. And I hope our members understand that. We don't get anything. The company doesn't give us anything. We fight. Everything that we that that we get, and I'm using air quotes, is from the fight that we put up during negotiations. So it's not what you get, it's what you negotiate for. So, you know, it's a long, hard fight, people, but in the end, um, I've always found that it's worth it because there are brothers and sisters who do the same type of work that we do at other airlines that don't have a union. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people always talk about what type of money other airlines make that don't have a union. And I always remind them, I say, well, yeah, they, they OK, that sounds good. I know the grass seems greener. However, the minute that that airline decides to have a bad year, they can just stop doing it. they can take away.
2: That's right. They'll take it away. But, you know, on top of that, um, you know, especially Delta being one of the bigger unions that most, you know, United and American are compared to. Right. Um, they're only paid what they're paid because we have unions. You know, if they have to be Thank competitive for their workforce, they got to pay you. them the same way. Thank similar you. Similar to what similar, we have. Right. They might Absolutely. not get the pensions, the 401ks we got, right. but they have to get them similar.
0: Right. You know? They they have to stay competitive because of what we negotiate for. Yeah, and
1: that's only because we're we, a union.
0: We're, we're a union. So,
1: you know. I didn't even think about it like that. Actually a lot I'm of not. people
0: don't. Like, historically, man, unions and, and unionism. Uh, uh, there are a lot of people who are against unions. However, they live pretty good lives in their employment because of the standards that that unions help bring about. So like OSHA yep. came about because of unions. The the the, four, the standard 40 hour work week came about because of unions, because prior to that, employers would, would work you like crazy one week and then tell you don't come to work the next week. Right. So how how can you really live a life like that without you know certainty? S- you know, yeah, so
2: there's no life balance.
0: Nah, not at all, not at all. So yeah, man. Well, fellas, uh, you know this podcast, man. We don't get a lot of time, you know, on the air with it. So uh, I, I, I. I I could talk for hours, but my, my bandwidth won't allow me. But um,
2: <laughs> I get that. But yeah, especially talking negotiations and that kind of stuff. I yeah. mean,
1: we could, we could yeah. grumble about that for hours. Absolutely. That's, that's super fun, though. You know. Thanks for having I, me. Man, like, I yeah. can't wait to like, you know, talk to you more, to meet Helena. Like, the more you talk to these people and everyone around here, it's just like, you just you just get so much more wealth and gain so much more confidence. Well,
0: question: Are you coming to the Transportation Conference? In April? I hope
1: so. Yeah. Hope, if
0: you yeah. are, you'll meet, you'll meet Helena. She'll yeah. be there with me. Cool. I'll be there. Um Very cool. And trust me, keep hanging around these, uh, this beautiful campus mm-hmm. and just keep coming around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're in district 141. I Trust me, you're going to bump into Helena because in, <laughs> in, in, in conjunction with being my localized president, she's also an auditor for district, One, for district 141. Yes, okay. So, so you, you, and she's very active. She's, she's all over the place, man. She, she's well, well respected, um, in this organization. So you'll, you'll meet her, man. And, uh, I, I tell you, gentlemen, it has been a pleasure and uh, I wish nothing but the best for you all to continue to grow in this organization, man. Hey, Same to you. Oh, same man, I you. appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank Bye. you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Lou Gilmore on behalf of District 141 on the Connections podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. Y'all take care. <laughs>